Hi, listeners. Before we get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, a decision that stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive health care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans, a decision that could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help, P-O-D-V-O-I-C-E-S dot help. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Thank you. Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Stace Babcock. I went to the dark side and got an iPhone. And I gotta say, there are some things I like about it. (gasps) I know. I know. Alex Finn. Oh, my dog. He's only vocal when we're at my parents' house, and then he yells his little head off like the spoiled first child he is. He's also the first grandchild, so very spoiled. Yeah, that'll happen. And Samson Davis. I'm playing a lot of NetHack recently. Mm. It's a fun game, but it's hard. How are you guys? Good. Yeah. Is there anything else you've been playing with, Samson? (laughs) 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 That's a loaded question. The only thing I'm willing to talk about that will be recorded and published are my Mythic Set Die Hard Dice. They're these beautiful kind of golden edged dice with like a kind of rainbowy faces, I guess. I don't know the parts of dice, but if you saw what I was looking at, listener, you would agree with my description. And yeah, I got these dice at Die Hard Dice. It's an online retailer of good metal and acrylic dice. And if you want a set of beautiful dice like the one I'm holding right now and and just putting down instead of fondling, screwing up the recording, head on over to Die Hard Dice and use our dice filler code Explorers Wanted. You can get 10% off a beautiful set of dice. It helps us. It supports us a little bit. You also get dice for cheaper. It supports a good company, too. So do that. And if you can't do that for whatever reason, something's wrong with your hands or I don't know, other personal issues, uh, tell a friend. This isn't just for our fans of ours. Tell a friend who needs dice to use our code and go to Die Hard Dice. Thank you. Can I be done now? Yes, Samson. You did a good job. Yes. So who remembers what happened last time? I'm going to pick on Alex. There was a lot of poop and butt talk. That is true. That is a fair assessment. Damn. Damn. So here's what I remember happening. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. So we're camping in the woods, y'all. We're camping in the woods. And on Nyx's watch, there's a spleen. We're luckily, you know, not getting random encounters of, oh, no, we have to battle. But we are getting random organs. No, not a spleen. A pancreas came first. Mm -hmm. And we had a debate on whether you could live without your pancreas. And we said yes. Or I said yes. I knew too much. It was a healthy human pancreas that, should it not have been disconnected very, very meticulously and cleaned very meticulously, could have kept going. Alas, the pancreas was left on a shit heap. Wasn't it? Shit heap, yeah? Next to shit heap. Okay, so it was shit heap adjacent. Nearby. And then it was left out overnight because we're monsters? Yeah. Nobody ate that good, Mm -hmm. good pancreas that we know of? (laughs) 
<laughs> and then that was the one that was saved. Yeah. And then, yeah, once everyone confirmed no one in the party was missing a pancreas, Chata dissected the pancreas and was like, yep, this was a healthy pancreas. Not much else. Definitely not Nick's mom's pancreas. We did like check mark that theory off. Did we? Yeah, because the pancreas belonged to a younger person. Unless like Nick's mom had Nick's very young. I didn't think we got, we like made any real conclusions. Well, it was just like it hadn't shown advanced aging. I think I decided Nick's mom was 50 while I was thinking about it last episode. So yeah, that's mild aging, I think. Yeah. European 50 or American 50? Ninth world 50. Oh, so she's ancient. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, obviously could afford Dr. Oz. And so I would say probably like European 50. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but medieval society. So like 1500s European 50. The 50s 50? 50s pretty old for medieval society. 50s pretty old for most things. So, I mean, it's not like there were no old people. As someone that's only eight years away from that, I no, think no, I mean, that. like <laughs> it's like if you reached a certain point, you know, if you survived, I don't know, I've I've read it before, I can't remember the exact numbers. But it's like if you survive past like your mid teens, you're probably gonna live to like sixty, seventy, even in the in the Middle Ages. It's the infant mortality rate that drops yeah. the uh, average yeah. lifespan. Mm. If you can get past that being born, usually you're pretty good. So we kept going. Next campsite did the watches. And again, we had a random organ near slash on the shit pile. It was a spleen this time. It was undersized. Like it wasn't an average adult man's spleen. Let's go with that for a measure. It was just a kind of a small spleen. But we didn't really dissect it. So we don't know if it was small because of health reasons or age. For some reason, people didn't want to keep dissecting organs. It was weird. But then we also discussed race may need to see a doc. Clemuel. Oh, Clemuel. Oh, that's probably related to cirrhosis of the liver then. Anyway, many people need to see some sort of physician in our party, probably. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we kept moving and we made it to Bocha. No. Not We're like You're still probably a day away. You're still in the wilderness. And did I have like an... A hallucination, like a oasis that was a bar in type deal. Dilly dropped some hot facts about uh, Bodrov on the way. Oh, that's why I thought of Bodrov. Bodrov facts. Can't tell me facts when we're not actually in the place or else I'll think we're there. <laughs> yeah, that's what I remember. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Do you remember how the episode ended? Clemuel did something. That was an excellent wild guess, but <laughs> actually it has nothing to do with the ending. Nix did something. And it wasn't... Oh, wait. Nyx took a watch over the ship trough. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And Race got super angry with Dilly about juggling and <laughs> tried to bitch slap Dilly, but Nyx was like, not on my watch and got slapped instead. And mm-hmm. Race is on first watch. But Nyx is taking an additional first watch to look for the organ depositor. But, like, what if they're growing like mushrooms? Does she find anything? Yes. <laughs> Do you know what she found? A liver. A liver and a pile of raw poop sausage. <laughs> Is it because we were talking about the casings that you were just like, poop sausage, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, sounds about right. So they're leaving more of the body now? Or maybe there's some other hidden logic to it. That we're dropping the kids off in the pool, but 
it's sausage style. Well, it is more convenient that way. Next has like one of those like you know, like those bulletin boards, like the conspiracy boards or like the detective boards. <laughs> With the little string. It just says organs and then poop, poop trench. And there's just like one one string. <laughs> A really thick string though. But yeah, that's where we pick it back up. Nick, you have just found this liver resting in the center of a circle of intestines. Okay, well, this is really fucking gross. All right, Nyx is going to get Cha-Cha. And Dilly, because he seemed upset about the spleen. I guess. Well, that was a joke because you did try to wake us up, but Dilly didn't wake up. Oh, okay, okay. Nyx will get get Cha-Cha because she has a terrible plan. So Cha-Cha, you feel Nyx, you know, basically gently shaking you awake. I'm trying to think if Cha-Cha would realize it's Nyx, like... Based on the hand shape and the shaking. I mean, at this point. I feel like Nyx knows how to wake Chacha up without getting stabbed by now. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like, yeah, I feel like Chacha knows that shaking. Nyx, like, taps the bottom of Chacha's foot like you check an infant for responsiveness. <laughs> Your flex pass. <laughs> Chacha gets up. She's grumpy, though. Well, now, guys, all the NPCs are asleep. There's nothing I can do for you. <laughs> so, is it my watch? No, Chasha uh, found another set of organs, and uh, this time, well, just come see. Just come see. Chasha follows to the poop trough. It smells like blood and shit, even stronger so than last time. Is this you telling me that Clemuel definitely needs me to look at them? I don't know, Chasha, but I was thinking that, like, you know how when you eat rock candy, you poop out the rocks? <laughs> But rocks are non-digestible, Nyx. That's not how meat works. You know this. No, no, I'm just saying. All right, we take this pile of fucking steaming intestines, we squeeze the stuff out, and we see what's in there. For clues, Chacha. Uh-oh. Listeners, I wish you could see Alex's face right now. (laughs) And I thought, you know, who better to help me with this than uh, Chacha? Or I could just look at it and tell you what's inside it instead of, you know, squeezing out poop. What? <laughs> I tell you guys this every week. It's like you guys don't listen. Why did you cut up the pancreas, Chacha? <laughs> you told me to. <laughs> <laughs> making sandwiches i'm just saying chacha that like if you ever feel like you have a a better idea that doesn't involve squeezing poop or or cutting up organs like feel free to mention it next time dude like (laughs) (laughs) oh man i thought we were making sandwiches like, that's what I've been putting in the dinners. Well, I don't eat the dinners, Chacha, because they're cooked, but uh, I would maybe keep that keep that to myself and stop doing it. <laughs> well, we're done now because I ran out. You think one pancreas lasts that long? It wasn't that big. God. <laughs> oh, fucking Jesus. <laughs> but no, I can see through things, remember? Well, yeah, Chacha, uh... So is this steaming pile of intestines greater th- How far can you see? Chacha can see six inches, right? Yeah. I would be surprised yeah. if someone's intestines were over six inches thick. It's a, it's a pile of intestines, Chacha. I'm not, like, sure exactly how your ability works. Well, it's sort of like they're, they're arranged in a long yeah. circle. Oh. 
like with multiple rows around the liver. Yeah, so by all means, Chasha, penetrate those intestines. Chasha looks into the intestines with her eyes, not her hands. Okay. Yeah, it's just what you expect. I mean, it's, it's intestines. It's got the stuff you expect. It has partially digested food, and it has the lower intestines that are there are definitely, like, they have the... They have shit. They have fecal matter. Occupado. Yeah. This is a horrible offering to you, Nix. They didn't clean it out and put better stuff in there. It's just like they just grabbed it out of somebody and they're like, you know what? This would look really pretty in a circle for our liver offering. But I mean, like, are there is there, like, undigested plant matter? Are there rocks? Yeah, it's like, like somebody was eating. No, no one eats Nix. <laughs> People aren't birds. You don't need to eat rocks. I'm just saying that, like, did they at least flavor the rocks so I don't feel bad? Some of them were, like, they had, like, a very natural flavor. You know, like... (laughs) Earthy tones. Yeah. I think some of them were painted, if I remember the bit. Yeah. Cha-Cha's kind of looking disappointed. I stopped eating it, Cha-Cha. I'm just saying... People pass things through their intestines, and you're telling me there's no clues? You're telling me there's zero clues to who this person is? I mean, they didn't drink that heavy. This liver looks pretty good. So it's not Clemuel's. All right. Nick is going to squeeze out the poop. Okay. You pick up these wet, slippery intestines in your hand. She definitely rolls up her sleeves and takes off her cloak. Okay, and I assume you're squeezing it along like a really long tube of toothpaste? I think she's going to cut it in sections. That seems smart. Okay. She probably tries to to squeeze it like an entire tube of toothpaste and then at some point realizes that maybe cutting it into sections is better. Okay. Yeah, so you start off that way. Chacha, this is really kind of gross to watch. And listen to, probably. Yeah, Chacha's gagging. Nix's hands are all getting all wet and slippery as she's... Then it smells terrible. Chacha's gagging in the corner. Nix is just going... <gasps> like, like... Dry heaving. as little as possible. <laughs> just hedge magicking the air in front of her like Nix is trying not to think about the fact that like when she swallows a human body whole that the stuff is probably still inside of them Pacha is refusing to use hedge magic because she'll taste it then (laughs) (laughs) that's right (laughs) we decided hedge magic has a cost of flavor and Pacha is not going to this flavor town (laughs) so Nix you're doing that it takes a while but you know, you, you get it out, and you have to cut up the intestines quite a bit, because intestines are long. But you squeeze out all this shit. Okay, is there anything interesting in it? Looks like shit and partially digested food. Alright, what kind of partially digested food? Like it's mush at this point. <laughs> Primarily plant-based? Meat-based? That's going to be some sort of science role to try to figure that out. Recognizing it from the mush that's inside the intestines... I feel like that's a 15. Nix is going to be really confident. And I love that our game is so fucked up that this is a role I'm having to <laughs> develop. Well, you put this in front of us, so, yeah. I got a taste of Detective Nix during <laughs> the Samson. I don't know I, if I cared for that. taste, and I... don't I, know if I cared for that expression. I like fucking... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, just a reflex. But she was trying to find the goons in Shalmus, and uh, you have put mysterious organs in this game, so we're going to explore the possibilities. Alright, so that's a 12 for next after her confident outlook. I'll spend two levels of intellect effort to drop it down to a 6. Okay. At 20. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh 
no. Could be a mix of meat and vegetation. You definitely detect some things that are sort of like little remnants of fibrous vegetables. Like it could be like corn, but that's pretty like common ration type thing. Like ninth world corn, essentially, because it can be dried and used that way. But you can see fragments of that, of like the the holes of the kernels in there. And for my major effect. Mm-hmm. Also three peanuts. No, God. Just How'd they stop at just three? <laughs> just three. Just three. No more, <laughs> no less. What color is this poop? Is it like high in iron? That's what you want for a major. I feel like that's a visual question. Like, is it like a, like a, is it like a, like a brown? Is it like a yellow? Well, let's, re- let's resolve your major effect. <laughs> what, what do you want to know? What major effect do I want? Um, a clue, Daniel, a clue. So it's definitely bloody, but not as bloody as you would expect for intestines that were, like, cut from a body. But you don't necessarily think the blood is because it's, like, unhealthy stool or something like that. Like, it seems to be bloody because of the removal process. That doesn't feel very major. I feel like that's a big fucking thing to eliminate as you're staring at it. Knowing, like, what the level of blood is for whether or not it was removed from the body versus Mm -hmm. bloody stool. But we assume it like we it's been removed from a body because it's here. Well, I mean, basically what I'm saying is that it doesn't necessarily look like the person necessarily had bloody stool. It's bloody because yeah. it was removed. Like they were healthy besides the fact that they're missing their intestines and liver. Like that's the thing that seems to be the trend here that seems to be consistent is that every one of these organs seem to be perfectly healthy except that they are not in mm-hmm. the body they're supposed to be in. They're offerings to Nyx from the snake people. <laughs> I guess, what were your, what was your intent in that question around? Let's do that. Let's do a, a statement of intent from you so I can shape the major effect. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Fair. It was vague. So just like all we got is that these organs appear out of nowhere near the poop spot. And it's continuing to happen. Mm-hmm. And so anything that would help indicate like... How it's getting here, or where it came from, or like the so- like the the origin of the person it came from, which is the, was kind of what Nix was trying to figure out with the food. Is just like, hey, this person eats this clam that's only found in wherever, you know. The meat stuff, you're not sure the origin, but I could say that the other elements in there, like you get the impression they are the results of very standard trail rations, obviously. You wouldn't necessarily recognize your own, but they could be your intestines based off of what you're eating. Well, except for the frail rations, which you don't eat. Mm-hmm. But it could easily be like dillies. Okay, so the these intestines are coming from someone who travels. Okay. And at least eats a similar diet as your companions, let's put it that way. Could this be a copy of our organs, Chacha? I mean... Maybe, but it could also just be some random traveler that got, you know, sacrificed to us. Uh-uh. Preferably you. Sacrificed to you. I mean, do you see, like, snake people around, Jaja? Does Jaja see snake people around or indications of snake people? She does not. Dilly, could you make a my defense roll 15 Ooh. for me? Sure. Oh. Actually, hindered, hindered by one step, so it'll be an 18. Yeah, because I'm asleep. Yeah. Excellent. Five. Okay. Back to Nixon, Jaja. <laughs> I 
claiming currently there is no snake people around. I just, I find it suspicious you're the one who keeps finding all of this. Like, nobody else. Just you. No, uh, Race found the first one, Chacha, but like, oh, I guess I was awake. I can smell them, though, Chacha. Like, that's why I... Yeah, like someone's bringing you a snack. Or a warning. Maybe both. Maybe both. I'm not eating this one, though. I'm not really into what just happened here. <laughs> You're saying as Nyx is, like, kneeling down, like, right over, like, this, like, pile of shit and digested food she's pulled out of these intestines. Nyx, uh, Nyx will just look at the woods and be like, uh, show yourselves. <laughs> she stands up with, like, she's like, my wits. <laughs> <laughs> my wets they're drying <laughs> so nix and cha-cha give me a perception roll of 21 um, oh, 21 and nix is confident in her ability to identify the shit that's in shit <laughs> yep i'm gonna use two levels of elder this is a <laughs> It is not a shit-based uh, Yikes. How many efforts can I afford? <laughs> Three, and the Nyx falls unconscious. I got 18. Mm. Uh, I'll spend two levels of effort to make it... I said I, would, I was committing to spending two levels of effort, and I'm a discreet metagamer, so... <laughs> 18. <laughs> oh, shit! That's a success! Nice! Twins! Yeah, there is a scraping sound from back at camp, like something being dragged away. Nick runs back to camp. <laughs> um, you get back to camp. Both Race and Dilly are missing. <laughs> God damn it. This is a really easy ep- episode for me. Love it. <laughs> track. Nick wants to track. Okay, you can do your best track. Um, before we resolve that, Dilly, give me a might defense roll of 15. Still hindered? It's no longer hindered. Oh, so I'm awake now? Not quite, but, like, you're... It's 15 counting any hindrance. Okay. Give you. Oh, shit. A6. I like to imagine, like, Aster is just fucking, like, trying to wail on Dilly's consciousness right now. Just like, come on, man, come on. Do you want to keep it, or do you want to use your probability engine? <sighs> is Dilly awake? No. I'm going to keep it. Okay. Dilly, you continue to sleep. You feel warm and comfortable, like something's nestling you. Mm-hmm. First time in a while. Yeah. Next, give me a uh, track and roll with your training. It will be a 12. Actually, probably a 9. 17. Okay. You can see a trail that's leading off into the, like, farther away from camp where, like, it looks like at least one body has been dragged. Ooh, at least one. Oh, at least one. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Nix will go that way <laughs> as fast as she can. As fast as you can. Dylan. Okay. You finally wake up. And as you wake up, you notice that while you feel warm, you also feel constrained from your feet all the way up to your hips. Oh, what the fuck, Chacha? You feel pressure on your wrists. And as you open your eyes, you see Race crouch over you, his mouth wide open, silk dripping from weird engorged spinnerets in his mouth, slowly wrapping you in a cocoon. Holy fucking god. Oh, shit. Uh... <laughs> Dilly screams. <laughs> Nix will definitely hear that scream. And I think uh, it's initiative time. Hell yeah. yeah. All right. 
yeah, totally fine. How does spending speed for better initiative work? For every level of effort, you get a plus three. Two levels of effort. 17. Okay. What about you, Dilly? A 16. I got a five for initiative. Okay, so first up is Nyx. Nyx, you come up on a scene and you can see a short distance away from you. Race is crouched over Dilly. You can see these silk things coming from Race's mouth as he seems to be spinning a cocoon around Dilly. Dilly is halfway engulfed at this point. And definitely not having a good time, if I could just make that clear. Oh, yeah, yeah, not, yeah. Not enjoying this. Yeah, you, you can see Dilly screaming. Nyx is going to activate Moving Like Water to get them assets. She is going to jump attack. Hell yeah. Okay. Okay. So I definitely handled this wrong last time because it's one roll for the jump and then you still have to make your attack roll. Last time I only made you make the jump roll. Oh, I'm reading it again and I see what you're saying. Yeah. So it's a 12 to get your jump on and then any effort you want to add to that to kind of get increased height and damage on your jump. Ah, all right. I'm going to spend two levels of effort for achieving the jump Mm -hmm. and three levels of effort for an additional six feet to the height of the jump and three three damage to the action. So that would be plus six if Nyx hits. Okay. And 60, 60s of the jump and hits. All right. Okay. I'm easing it by two. That feels like it's small compared to just spending effort for damage when you do the attack roll. It, the math is better, isn't it? The other way. Oh, yeah. Wow. All right. Two levels of effort to reduce that to a six. I just realized that now, and I'm like, well, I don't want you to waste the points for no reason. Yeah, because if I spent three levels of effort on the theoretical hit, I got 19, Mm -hmm. but it would be nine extra points of damage? That's much better. Thank you, Daniel. Okay, so you got a 19, so your jump is definitely successful. It's going to be a 15 to hit. For your 19, what would you like for a minor effect? Would it be a minor effect to... Like, is is it possible even that... Like, if Nick succeeds at the hit, like, is there is there a possibility to hit Dilly, or is it just, like, mechanically she's just going to get raised? Because if, if there's a possibility of hitting Dilly and squishing Dilly, I, I would like the minor effect to, like, avoid that. Yeah, I would say, well, to think about that, I mean, it, I would probably only have you hit Dilly if you rolled, like, a one on the attack, a one or a two, since it's your confident. Okay. So it's up to you, like, if you want to spend your minor effect just to negate that possibility. No, I don't think so. I think that I would just like an ease on the attack. Okay, fine. So then it is now 12 to, okay. to hit. Um, unarmed, which Nyx is specialized, so six. And then I got two free levels of effort, so it, that is a free 90 free. Okay, and how much damage then? I, I can still spend those three levels of effort, right? For damage, like I stated prior on the hit. If you haven't rolled yet. I haven't rolled at all. Would you like me to roll in ca- to see if I get... No, no, no. If you want to spend your... Just declare that, since you know you've okay. got it for free. Yeah, I'll spend those three additional levels of effort. So that's 9 plus 8 is 17, plus 3 is 20. And I think that's... And knock prone. Wow. <laughs> okay. Race is all kinds of fucked up, so he's almost, like, laying on the ground, like, partially debilitated. Like in uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender, where is it uh, the boulder like jumps in the air and like holds his own ankles behind his butt, like bending his knees. So he lands like knees first. Oh, oh, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oof. So that's uh, that's Nix's move. Okay. Race probably got wow. some broken ribs. <laughs> A lot of internal damage. Yeah, he's in bad shape. Broken skull, probably. Yeah. 
race hisses at you and begins trying to run away. Well, he prone. Yeah, so he's not going to get for He's basically going to get to his feet and like an immediate distance, not even a short distance away. Emphasis on trying to run away. Oh, and actually, my bad. Before race does that, Dilly should go. Uh, <laughs> holy shit! I was just, I was just joking about the juggling thing. Uh, Dilly's going to use his turn to, I guess, race had him by the wrist, right? Like that was the only part. He was holding him down by the wrist, but he was knocked off of you, so you're not being held down by the wrist anymore. Everything from your waist down is fully encased in a tight cocoon. All right. Next question then. Can if can Dilly get his dagger out? Your dagger would have been is encased in the cocoon, so you would have to somehow squeeze in the cocoon to get it. Okay. Should I assume just most of my equipment is encased in the cocoon as well? Like if it's something like utility based or something like that, but like your weapons, like if you holster your weapons, anything that you would like holster is probably in the cocoon. But something that might be like on a sack or a carrying bag or something like that or some other pouch, that would be available. All right. So probably not your weapons, but like any of your other equipment or ciphers, you could probably reasonably have. Okay. Then Dilly is going to take out his sharpest tool, your choice if that's an asset or not, but... Flavor-wise, at least, he's going to start trying to cut the webs off his legs. Okay, so give me a 15 roll on, you could argue, a skill or something like that. This material's very dense. Salvaging Numenera? It's okay if it's a no, that's just the best I got. Yeah, I would say that's probably a no, because I suspect your biggest cutting tool is probably a crafting tool, not a salvaging tool, so... All right, fair enough. So it's 15, it's probably might-based... Actually, you know what? I give you an asset because you're using a tool to do it. It's a 12, might base. 12, two levels of mites to bust this thing out. This thing being dilly. So that's a six. Mm-hmm. Roll a two. So. Yeah, you are not making progress on it. In fact, you very nearly avoid cutting your own hand open. Oh. As you're trying to dig into it. And your own skin because, like, you're having to get very close. Like, the cocoon part is tight down there. Yeah, I'm thinking Dilly's just panicking and just can't, like, isn't taking the time to, like, focus and, like, breathe and do anything. So, uh, that's Dilly's turn. Yeah, so Race is trying to retreat as best he can, but obviously he's not going to get very far. Cha-Cha, you are at least a short distance away, but we'll say that you can hear all the activity. I guess Cha-Cha's running towards it. Okay, so I'll take your turn to get there. And then, back up to Nyx. All right. Well, what I really want Nyx to do is just, like, to grab Race by the mandibles. I mean, he only has mandible in sort of the standard jaw way. Like, these spinnerets were, like, inside his mouth and spitting out. Oh, it's not the, like, the buddy cop mandibles? This is different. It's not. Something very different. Got it. The Nyx's goal will be a stun attack. Okay. So that's a 15 to hit. You have essentially fleet of foot, so you can definitely reach him, even if he made farther distance than he did. Okay. Difficulty five speed task. Mm-hmm. Unarmed, so that'll drop it to a mm-hmm. nine. Oh, moving like water, which I never fucking remember. <laughs> That's another asset. Yeah, so that'd be six. a six. All right, nine. Okay, so what does your stun attack look like? So what it does is stuns a creature as part of melee arranged attack. If you succeed, your attacks inflicts its normal damage and stuns the creature. So I still got a roll to hit. Mm-hmm. Wait. 
Yeah. No, it's you still do your damage. It's just you also stun the creature if your damage is. Oh, got it. Okay. So, um, I, I can't remember how non-lethal damage works in Numenera. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't, right? Like... Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, if you want non-lethal, I could increase the difficulty of it or something like that, but you already hit him, so... Okay, it'll do eight damage and stun it for one round, causing it to lose its next turn. Okay. And what kind of attack is the stunning attack, just so I can visualize it? Like, think about it cinematically. Oh, I see. Ooh. What would stun without just, like, being totally lethal? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, it's lethal. So you tell me what the attack looks like, knowing that it's lethal. All right, I want to say that Nyx is going sort of for non-lethal, but she, like, doesn't care that much. But she's going to, like, do, like, a double fist and try to hit Race like, at the back of the skull to knock him out. But she, like, obviously is very hyped and upset and... (laughs) Also jumped on him with her knees. <laughs> so yeah, so she hits him just like in the in the lower back part of the skull with double fists. Like a side swing almost. Yeah. There is a cracking sound as the back of his skull like cracks open and he flops to the ground dead. Nice. Fuck. And you guys are out of combat. Next scrambles back over to Dilly. Did you, did you, did you kill him? Oh yeah, Dilly. Yeah, no, he's super dead. Uh, you you okay? You got all your organs? Oh, my organs. Uh, Dilly checks. Any no apparent right. wounds? Just your no no penetration, <laughs> Dilly. Uh, that's what you're about. To uh, <laughs> I, I was looking for the word. Uh, no, I uh, no, I think he just. Uh, I think it was just this shit. What the fuck was that? Was that race? Has that has race had that the whole time, or was that? What the fuck? Oh, can you also? I'm having a hard time with this. Can you help with this? With these webbings? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I can help. <laughs> Nick smells like shit. By the way, uh, mm-hmm. Dilly does not notice that at this point. I'm just setting the scene. <laughs> <laughs> Nick starts to just like try to to tear this webbing apart. Mm-hmm. Dilly's still trying to like kind of cut it, but slower now, taking his time. Okay. We'll give that an asset to Nyx. So, Nyx, it's a might roll of, with the asset, a six for you. All right. So, that's uh, Nyx has a free two levels. So, Nyx does it. Chacha comes, like, running in and sees the scene as you're tearing this, like, mucusy cocoon off of Dilly's bottom half. And, Chacha, you see Race's dead body there. Is this related to the poop? Uh, I'm not sure, Chacha, but Dilly, like, this, this is some really good string, man. But also, like, didn't we find Race in a cocoon? Is that a thing that I remember? Um, we put him in a cocoon. No, we put Race in a cocoon. All right. We did also leave him with a jade egg, so maybe that's what this is. I was a little concerned about the jade egg. Chasha, Race turned on Dilly and had, I'm not sure Nick's no spinnerets as a word, but was shooting webbing out of his mouth. So I, uh... I sort of thought about not killing him. Like, it was like, it was like an idea that I had, but I... I killed him. It happens. At least was justifiable, you know? Yeah, I am, for one, am in full support of this. Dilly says this he's collecting webbings. And if the Guardians are not a fan of this, they can fucking suck it. Tell them what happened after we saved their lives. And relight the fire, or whatever. After we save the rest of their lives, Dilly, there's just as a note. Right, yeah, yeah sure, yeah. You're okay? No! 
What? I mean, physically I'm fine, but no, I'm not okay. Okay, I was going to say, if this is mental, then just add to the pile. Yeah, waking up to that thing in my face was not, not good. Well, probably still a person, but I think we should examine the body. Probably, yeah. And also, like, see if he has any good stuff. <laughs> All right, yeah. Let me wash my hands. He was playing with poop. <laughs> Dilly looks at the webbing. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna. Gross. <laughs> Actually, can I have that? And Nick starts to just, like, wipe her hands off on scraps of webbing. Uh, all right, did you want me to make something with this or not? That just means you're getting more mucus on your hands, too. Do you want to try to make something out of it, Dilly? I, I, yeah, I don't really want to make anything at the moment right now. I think I'm just going to use this to wipe the poop off my hands. All right. I would like, I would like Race's cloak. Are you calling dibs? Because, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm calling dibs. Fair. Fair. Also, yeah. All right. So Nix will finish wiping the shit off her hands. That's what she's doing for the moment. Uh, Hey, quick question. Is Clemuel okay? Did Race get Clemuel too? I'll go check and, and make sure she's, she's good. Clemuel is still unconscious, apparently deep in sleep. How far away did we end up from the camp? Not that far. Okay. It feels like Dilly was just sort of dragged out of eyesight as opposed to, like, to a full second location. Uh, while Nix is checking on Clemuel, Dilly will approach Race and kind of kick the body and then grab him by the leg and start dragging him towards the fire where there's light. Okay. So you drag Race's dead body with his, the cracked back of his skull towards the fire, trailing blood behind. I can't believe we killed Race. I can't believe it took this long. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it seems totally justified, but like... And also, yeah, it's kind of surprising that we did it and he didn't just like die to the environment. Right. That's what I'm saying. That it took us to kill him. It's fair, yeah. I thought... I assumed we were going to, honestly. <laughs> the way things were going. He, he tried to I, slap Dilly. What can I say? I was also wondering if there was going to be like a plot line where race pulls Aster from Dilly, puts it inside himself, and then, like, Race becomes, like, some, like, relentless Reaper bad guy kind of thing. Mm. I was wondering if that was going. We'll never know. We'll never know. Might have been. There was a die roll several episodes ago that determined it would go this way. Ooh. Interesting. Oh. So, you guys said you wanted to inspect the body, but how are you guys going about doing that? First thing Nyx will do is remove the cloak. Mm-hmm. It's a decent cloak. It's blue, too, isn't it? Or did I make that up? Yes, it is blue. All right, awesome. Nice. Dilly's going to go through his equipment. Also, keeping an eye out for any jade eggs that he might have plopped out and stowed away. Fuck, whatever. Gross instinct. You find 50 shins and two ciphers. I'm full on ciphers, FYI. Me as well, but might be useful to salvage. Roll me 1d6. You find a level 2 pleasure center. When applied to a creature's head, the device immediately unleashes microfilaments that enter the brain. Within five minutes, the microfilaments release a chemical compound that provides an increased sensation of pleasure and decreased sensation of pain or displeasure, and it adds one to the creature's might pool for one hour. It's a growth con. For the next 28 hours, each time the weapon, or the weapon to which the device is attached, strikes a living creature... It causes a wild overgrowth of cells. The affected creature takes two additional points of damage and loses their next action. Ooh. You called it a growth gun? Or growth gum? Growth gun. Like bang bang. Okay. You also find, of course, races like journal and notebook and things like that. Dilly will take that. Mm-hmm. 
Nyx is full up as well. I can also salvage stuff and we can get IO and that can be used at like a right shop that for stuff. I'm tracking that Nyx has the attractor, which instantly attracts something user size or smaller. The exalted vapor restores six points to a random pool and the field emitter, <laughs> which I'm keeping. <laughs> I feel like I got a pretty good, like that's pretty good. So. Yeah. Yeah. Alex, any opinions? No. Want to trade out anything? I mean, I feel like if you want to keep these ones, we could salvage one of the three I have. Kind of like the growth gun, because that's really good control. Because mm. it's plus two damage, and they lose the next action. That could be really useful for keeping something locked down. Yeah. I mean, I would probably... I, I could sacrifice the attractor if you don't want to sacrifice anything, Alex. Well, I have a mental scrambler, a buoyancy injector, and an adhesion cipher. I feel like the growth thing is better in someone else's hands, because it's a combat cipher, and Nyx has... Combat abilities? Combat abilities? <laughs> so do you want to give Nyx a different one that Dilly already has? Uh, that Dilly already has. What? I'm not sure. That one, I have a distress detonator that's basically the same thing you have, but immediate, and it's three rounds vomiting. Oh, you know what? I'm just, I'll am just i just use this exalted vapor rate, rate meow. Oh, what is it? Add six points to a random pool. Oh, yeah, do it. Oh. Do it. All right. So, Daniel, one, two for might. Three, four for speed and five, six for intellect. Sure. One. Nice. Which is like, eh, well, whatever. I had room for six. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Growth gun for you and everyone's cool if I break down the pleasure center. It's a weird sentence. Yeah. Yep. All right. Dilly tosses the growth gun to Nyx and to calm his nerves starts uh, salvaging the pleasure center cipher. Okay. So um, if I remember correctly, that was a level two, right? Yes. Okay, so that is a six salvaging task. You have light tools. Light tools. So that would be... Two free levels of intellect, training, and salvaging. I'm going to say you get one IO and one part, because it's pretty small. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I still have some, like, fancy-schmancy iodum that I need to do something with. Mm-hmm. Anything else with Race's body? Do we bury it? Well, Chacha, can you, like, cut it open or look inside to see if there's, like... No, don't make that face at me, Chacha. I... Can you check to see, like, internally if there's, like, some jade egg shit going on? Like, is he gonna, like... First open with jade egg babies. Yeah. And then they're just gonna hug our faces and force us to become this. I mean... I don't understand the reference, but yeah. Chacha will use her eyes to investigate race (laughs) before using a scalpel. The wiring in him has become much more elaborate, and you also notice the wiring has moved in certain clusters to replace some missing items. A missing pancreas, a missing spleen, a missing liver, and a missing set of intestines. Oh, we found them. We found the missing... Ew. Race ate his own pancreas. That's gross. Wait, what? Huh? <laughs> Wait, what? Why did... When did Race eat his own pancreas? About two days ago, I think. What? When did that... How? When? Cha-cha. The same day you ate a pancreas sandwich. Gotcha, no. Listen, this is how you get gains. You need to keep up that protein content. And, like, it's not like we're hunting while we're on the road. Oh, what? Is Nyx, is that not what you're doing? What are you doing when you do that? Nyx is hunting for Nyx. And for the group. Oh, God. Cha-cha, I... Not human organs. We can't eat human organs. That's a bridge too far. Well, you've crossed that bridge now, and it's kind of weird to, like, try and cross backwards. Unwillingly? No, it's not. You can stop 
doing fucked up things, whatever you want. Really? We can stop? We can stop eating humans, or whatever race became. I'm probably not going to stop yeah. eating humans, Dilly, but yeah. I, well, shit. Nick does it all the time. I don't see what's the problem. Well. Hey, guys, what's going on? Holy shit. What happened to race? A lot of stuff happened. A lot. Like, we found where the organs were coming from. We yeah. did? Yeah, race. Like, race is missing all of these organs. Oh, shit. Which is like, how did race survive? But, like, that's impressive. Maybe the wiring spit it out. If Dilly pulls up Race's, like, shirt, do we see just, like, operation-style, like, holes in his abdomen? There are no wounds in his abdomen. He did shit out his organs. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Nix will pry open Race's mouth and look at them spinnerets. They are lined with synth wires and seem to be protruding from inflamed, infected flesh. Dale has explained the whole story to Clemuel while this is happening, by the way. Oh, shit. This is from when he ran through that fucking thing. The same thing you ran through, Dilly. Yep. I, yeah, but unchecked. Because Aster has been making some changes, optimizations, he calls them, that I guess... Aster, if, if you didn't make those changes, would this kind of unchecked growth have kind of happened to me? Or So there's a pause, and the Aster says... I didn't let it proceed far enough in you to ascertain the final state. I just recognized it was a danger and stopped it. However, there is some similarity in design, and he shows a pop-up over race that says task completion 50%. Oh, shit. So, uh, do we think that, like, race was not in control when he dragged you away, Dilly? Or do you think, like, he really hated what you had to say about the queen? Astra pops up a pop-up, says, like, probable conclusion, Nibovian make. Oh, shit. So Astor's thinking this might be related to Hebrew the Seconds, some Nibovian bullshit. But, like, isn't there, like, whole thing transferring energy to somewhere else, Dilly? Like, why? What? Well, I'm thinking, Esther's also saying that maybe this was, like, 50% of the way done, like, the wiring and shit, so maybe, like, he was becoming that kind of automaton kind of thing that at least Tubera the second was, is, hopefully was, fingers crossed. So, maybe if this had progressed all the way, like, race would have been more machine than man. Astro will chime in and try to form a illusion of himself. Yeah. Astro appears and says... This appears to be a different type. Rather than transferring energy, I believe that this entity wanted to take both of us to its dimension. What? So, do you know why? Or is it maybe to kind of complete what wasn't completed in here? Unclear if it was working in concert with the other entity or just on parallel missions. Can you guess, Aster, how much of a how much race had his own mind, or was he, like, fully taken by whatever Nobovian impulses he had? He, uh, looks at Cha-Cha, and he says, Look inside the skull. Okay. Like, physically, or... Whichever way you prefer. Cha-Cha uses her eyes first. <laughs> Three-fourths of race's brain matter has been replaced by this wiring. Oh. So... Huh. 
You'd think he'd be smarter with the computer brain. <laughs> Even in death, we dunk on him. <laughs> Get some! I, yeah, I... Dilly, you really need to thank your son for stopping this, because, like, it took his brain. What? The wires took his brain. He probably pooped out his brain. Aster turns and looks at you expectantly, Dilly. <laughs> kind of feels a little dishonest to do it on the spot like this, but I am grateful to you, Aster, that you didn't let this wiring get this far. So thank you. You're welcome. I'm sorry that we weren't faster, but he's almost here. <sighs> and he looks up to the sky where a figure is careening through the air in your direction, shrouded in shadow, synth, and darkness. And that's where we'll end this episode. Nice. Oh, fuck yeah. Sam said something about this episode. <laughs> we got to kill Ray's. But, <laughs> no. We. <laughs> I have been sitting on that reveal since season two. <laughs> really? Holy shit. Yeah, I like that we actually got into like some like legit horror stuff this episode with fucking race going all the thing on us. Can I just say that Nixta keeps saying, what if these organs came from one of us? Yeah. And everyone was like, we'd totally well, be yeah. able to tell. <laughs> I was terrified you guys would expand on that before I got to do the scene with the big <laughs> reveal. My biggest fear was that you guys would start having Chacha check each of you for organs. Why the fuck didn't we do that? Because we're thinking that, like, oh, yeah, if this is happening, then we would fucking notice. We would notice, like, oh, hey, I'm not feeling great. I feel like I have a hole in my side. So the fact that none of us, what should have tipped us off was that race, it was always, like, after race's watch. After race pooped, yeah. Yeah. Race pointed out the first one, and he was always helping point out stuff, yeah. Yeah. Trying to cover his tracks. That fucking bastard. I'm glad uh, he's dead. Damn. <laughs> my, I was also thinking like, well, if it's racist, like there'd be wires in it, right? Because he has wires going through his body. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Do you want to know what would happen if race had finished his cocoon and no one came yeah. for you? Yes. Absolutely. He would have taken you to Raval, the dimension that the Nabovians oh. are sent from. Fun fact, the Nabovians are built by the Threadwalkers, which are the eel boys you encountered in that room. Oh. Ooh. Threadwalkers. That's a good name. Mm. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So I like the horror. I like Nick's fucking. <laughs> yeah. Your comparison to the boulder. I'm imagining Nick's coming in like that boulder, like pose, but like completely sideways. <laughs> yeah. Somehow manages to <laughs> pushing off with her synth leg to, to defy physics a little bit. Yeah. Like a more of a long jump than like a high jump, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. You uh, do a long jump mm -hmm. and then fold your legs under. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I like that now we get to fight a Relentless Reaper. Mm -hmm. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Be interesting to see how that plays out. Oh, and poor Clemuel waking up to all this shit. <laughs> no wonder yeah. she drinks. <laughs> yeah. Clemuel's already had a lot of trauma, and she was starting to get better, and then she decided to travel with you guys. Yeah. Oopsie-doopsie. <laughs> Maybe we'll inspire her. <laughs> we overcome Person. <laughs> mm. Endorphins after facing down a whore so much better than any alcohol or drug you could find. A different sort of addiction. She just becomes clummy while monster hunter. 
<laughs> awesome. Well, we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you'd really dig. This week, it is my turn. And this week, I will offer you an XP if you check out the TV series, Slow Horses, on Apple TV. Do you like spy dramas? Like stuff that feels like real spy versus spy, not like James Bondy type things? But I think Slow Horses is for you. It's based on a novel of the same name by McCarran. The novel I'm not as big on, I, I think I just have a hard time with the author's voice. It doesn't click to me as fast. But the uh, television adaptation is incredible. And it's a spy series set in the UK. And the titular slow horses are the agents that are assigned to Slow House, which is basically where all of MI5's fuck-ups <laughs> get sent. The ones who have screwed up in some way, and they're basically sent there in the hopes that they'll just retire and not have to be fired for, like, pensions or anything like that. And the main character is River Cartwright, and he's an agent that had a very disastrous early mission and he got assigned to slow house and slow house is being run by this guy named lamb in the series he's played by gary oldman and he is amazing in the sense that he is this broken down like cynical end of the world almost like abusive boss like he like clearly like does his best to make his agents miserable but he is still so savvy because he is like a former like Cold War in the field agent. And they uncover this plot domestically in the UK with this nationalist organization that's trying to drum up attention by trying to execute this Pakistani boy. So it's all about the slow horses trying to figure out how do we solve this? How do we deal with all this internal espionage tension within the organization? It's just so well acted, so well written, and so well paced. I highly recommend it. It's really good. I'm very excited about the fact that they've already shot the second season. And so that'll be coming out, I think, next year. And hopefully they'll renew it for more of the books because I love these characters so much. They're all fucking broken toys. And it is really cool seeing them work together even amongst all their screw-ups to try to solve these situations so it's really good i highly recommend it it's one of those shows i binged i think i watched the entire series in like two days which is a lot if you have a kid <laughs> trying to find time to do that really good highly recommend it it's on apple tv plus and you already have it because you're watching ted lasso so you <laughs> might as well watch this as well this isn't related to like tinker taylor soldier spy is it it's not, but Mick Heron, the author of Slow Horses and that whole series, has been referred to as the new John Le Carre because he's got that similar okay. approach. It's still very seated in what true like tradecraft would be. Okay, because you said uh, Gary Oldman is Cold War spy, and I was like, wait, here he did that, though. Yeah, he did. He played Smiley. Actually, Gary Oldman has said like it's a crazy honor being able to play both Lamb and Smiley, these two like titans in spy literature. Mm-hmm. And Gary Oldman loves the role so much. He's said in a couple interviews now that, like, he'd be fine, like, retiring from film acting and just playing Lamb for the rest of his career. Oh. I highly recommend it. It's, it's good fun. The first season is only six episodes. Season two is also six episodes. But that doesn't come out till I think, sometime next year. 
but really good. Highly recommend it. I love it a whole lot. It was enough to make me start reading the novel. And like I said, it's good. It's not bad by any stretch of the imagination. There's just something about the author's voice that I have a hard time tuning into as much as other authors. But it's a great series. If people wanted to tell us what they think of Slow Horses or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? Well, obviously our website, explorerswanted.fm. From there, you can find all our socials. On Twitter, we are at Explorers Wanted. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcasts. But honestly, Discord's the place to be right now. Explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. Hang out with us. Talk about whatever nerd shit you want to talk about. Do it. Also, if you would like to support us financially and it is within your means, patreon.com slash Explorers Wanted, as well as our Dice Affiliate code, Explorers Wanted at checkout. Get 10% off your order of sexy-ass dice. And if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. The best thing you could do is tell a friend, tell them what you like about the show, why they should listen to it. Second best thing you could do is to leave us a five-star written review on the podcast directory. If you didn't like the podcast, or if you just thought it was meh, well, I'll remind you, his hands are clammy and too cold. And yet every touch of his fingers along your skin burns, leaving raised welts behind. I don't know how he found you. But please, for the love of all that is holy, run. Run now. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlik, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You find me on our Discord. I'm going to stick around for this. I'm a slam potato. I was just saying, Daniel, don't read my Craigslist ads to the public. <laughs> you can find me at Realty Unicorn <laughs> on Twitter and Tea with the Unicorn on Twitch. All right, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, whenever you listen to this. And bye! bye. bye.